Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the Gospel of John, and we're in the last chapters of it. We've hit the narrative part where uh, things are moving very, very rapidly. Jesus has been arrested. Uh, he'd been betrayed by Judas, was arrested, and is now being brought before various people. Okay, And we saw in the last episode that the Jews had brought him to the Praetorium, and the Jewish leadership would not even go into the Praetorium. This is Pilate's place, so this is under Roman authority. <clears throat> they had brought him to the Roman authorities because they wanted to kill him, but they said they don't have the right to kill him. Well, if they did have the right to kill him in the law, if he had committed something that broke the law, yet he had not committed anything under the law of God. He had not broken anything like that. So now they were trying to get the government to do their dirty work for him. That's what it boils down to. So in John chapter 18, verse 33, we, we see this. Therefore, Pilate entered again into the praetorium. Now remember, Pilate had come out of the praetorium to meet the Jewish leadership because the Jewish leadership would not go into the actual complex of the praetorium because it would have made them unclean. Okay, and they the next day, that day was the day of uh, preparation and they would not have been able to eat the Passover because they would have been defiled in their eyes if they had gone into this governmental place. So Pilate goes back into the praetorium and he summoned Jesus and he said to him, are you the king of the Jews? So Pilate is interviewing Jesus here and it's really quite amazing what uh, what occurs here and what's being said here. Jesus would say uh, anything, very little to the religious rulers, usually nothing when confronted with questions. He just let them rant and rave. But with those who were uh, not Jewish, non-believers, he would talk to them all the time. So Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Verse 34, Jesus answered, are you saying this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Wasn't that interesting? In other words, are you inquiring on your own initiative? <clears throat> Have you heard via rumor and things like that? And you're really asking from a personal point of view of wanting to know, am I the king of the Jews? <coughs> or, or did other people tell you that I'm king of the Jews? You know, what is your mindset? What's going on here? Verse 35, Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? So he's saying, I'm not a Jew, you know, so I'm not really inquiring from that point of view. Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? So that's the answer. So Jesus gets this answer. Pilate is saying this because the chief priest, the leadership, and Pilate, from his perspective, your own nation has delivered you to me. So what have you done? You know, Jesus answers verse 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. So he's acknowledging that he's a king. He's not acknowledging that he's the king of the Jews from the perspective that Pilate is thinking. Because Jesus is coming at him, and like Jesus did in every situation, 
He's speaking to the individual at the level and within the arenas that individual would understand. So Pilate is what? A political leader? He's a fighter? And Jesus says, oh, well, just think this through. He says, my kingdom, yes, I, I'm a king, but my kingdom's none of this world. If it was, then my soldiers, my servants would be fighting right now. <clears throat> they would be fighting that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But I've been handed over to the Jews, and the Jews have handed me over to you. So he says, my kingdom is not of this realm. Verse 37, therefore Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. And so Pilate asked the question, "You, so you are a king. And Jesus says, you say correctly. Well, how did Jesus know that that was a statement of correctness? You know, right here when I'm reading, it's got a question mark after it. Well, a lot of that's body language, right? He knew that Pilate was saying, oh, okay, so you're a king. And Jesus is confirming that. Yes, I am a king. For this, I have been born. And <clears throat> for this, I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Now, he had declared these truths right here to his disciples. He had declared these truths to the masses. Okay. And particularly to his disciples in chapters 13 through 17, he brought it home even more, giving more and more detail about why he had come and why he was going back to the Father. But he tells it to Pilate right here. He gives the reason why he came. He said, I was born. I came to this world to testify the truth. And then this great line, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And so Pilate was really given an opportunity right here. He hears his voice. He hears the truth. Everyone who is of the truth. It's because of this little passage right here that I often wonder about Pilate. You know, sometimes people <clears throat> just readily write Pilate off and say, well, he was an evil man. He could have saved Jesus, and he didn't. He didn't listen to his wife. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. He didn't save Jesus. He didn't listen to his wife. He handed him over. He washed his hands of it, tried to wash his hands of the whole thing. And said, But, you know, I don't know what Pilate's eternal state is. I don't know if he eventually believed. I mean, he heard right here. He heard what the uh, accusation was of the Jewish leadership. And so I wonder if Pilate's going to be in glory. You know, we won't know till we get there. But there's just a, just the things that Jesus said to him were really interesting. So Jesus says, everyone who is of truth, hears my voice. Verse 38, Pilate says to him, what is truth? The great question of all time, that particularly those uh, that are not saved <clears throat> ask, but even those that are saved, what is truth? You know. And when he had said this, he went out to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him. So he has this conversation with Jesus. He goes out there to the Jewish leadership. He said, there's no guilt in this guy. What are y'all talking about? But then he thinks he's going to be wise, and he thinks he's going to be slick. Now, this is Pilate again doing this. He says, I find no guilt in him. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at Passover. Do you wish then that I release for you the king of the Jews? And so he thought that they would say, as a people and as a mass and everything, yeah, release him. You know, our leadership's a little crazy. It backfired on him. The last verse, chapter 40, last verse of John 18. So they cried out again, saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, John tells us now, Barabbas was a robber. <laughs> and so if all you read was John, which is fine, okay? If you read John, then you would think, well, this is who Barabbas is. He's just a common thief, and they're asking for a common thief. 
Well, that's an incomplete understanding. When you read the balance of the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you find out that Barabbas was part of the insurrection. The insurrection. And the insurrection was uh, an ongoing thing, really, where Jewish zealots were rising up against the Roman authority. So he was uh, far more than your basic robber. He was a murderer. Okay, But then you find that <clears throat> that it wasn't just the crowd that was crying out, not this man, but Barabbas. They were screaming, give us Barabbas, give us Barabbas. That was initiated by the Jewish leadership. One of the other Gospels tells us that they started doing that, and they drew the mob into it and created the mob mentality. The Jewish leadership wanted to get rid of Jesus regardless of the cost. They thought that they were doing a great and mighty work for God himself. And the thing is, they were doing a great and mighty work, but not in the way they thought. They thought they were right in right relationship with God, but they were not. God was allowing this. God was using them to bring forth a greater thing than they could ever imagine. I tell you what, though, when it's all said and done, the scripture tells us that not a small number of the priests believed. That means a lot of them did believe. I wonder how many of those that were screaming, give us Barabbas, give us Barabbas, a week later, repented and called upon the Lord. I think there were many that did that. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for this time. I'll see you next time.